be yourself. Always be true to yourself because nobody can be you, just you. And then all the problems that you've come across, they're all meant for you. You know, you can solve them. Welcome to episode 001 of Rawness of Reality. In this episode, you have the opportunity to meet Raheem Perry, a current Duquesne University student who has explored his creative liberties with illustration, photography, and videography. Raheem is a phenomenal individual who has created his own documentary, started up a YouTube channel, and aspires to one day be a director. But enough from me. Here's Raheem Perry. So, so what do you do outside of school? Uh, I work at Youth Enrichment Services. I'm the media coordinator there, so I do all the social media. I make their videos. I do the photography. I also am very active with the kids. I participate in our Voices to Men program, giving back to the Young Male program. Voices uh, to Men? Yes. Could you talk a little bit on what is Voices to Men? There's like two groups at my job. We have kids on probation, which are clients under our diversion staff, which often participate in our Voices to Men program, we also have some just from our program who come in to get tutoring and help. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just us as men, the uh, workers there, also implement like a teaching part of it. We take them to the seminar. It's like right next to the Obama Academy. And we always have like a lesson. What encouraged you to get involved with that program? To be honest, I was forced into the program at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom forced me into it at the age of 13. I didn't want to be in it because I was like, I just want to stay home and play video games. But, you know, my mom (laughs) forced me into it and uh, I enjoyed it. I ended up like Mm -hmm. wanting to go back and I actually love what Yes was doing for me. Like coming up in the program, I was able to be immersed and know how much good Yes can do. And Mm -hmm. that's why I decided to stay. And I got an internship my freshman year of college that summer. And then it turned into a job there for me my sophomore year. And then I've been working there for three years now. Mm, That's awesome. Do you plan to work with them after college? Yes, I do, actually. I definitely plan to be using my talents to continue helping them. But I won't be uh, an employee. I hope to just make them a partner as I do contractual work. What is the age range of kids that you work with? From around 13 to 18. Okay. All the way up to high school seniors. When I was doing a little research on you and I, uh, I saw that you illustrated a children's book, yes. could you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with illustrating a children's book? Um, I've always enjoyed helping people and me being an artist. If someone comes to me with a nice, interesting idea that I feel like that, especially if it can help people. Mm-hmm. And the thought of the book is called I Can and I Will, and it's about a black father and his son. And I was... I fell in love with it instantly. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you don't see this too often, a children's book about a black child and his son. I mean, a black father and his son. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was funny how I even got asked to it. This this man just randomly emailed me, I mean, uh, hit me up on Facebook Messenger. Oh, I see that you're an artist. I like your art. Uh, I wanted to know if you wanted to illustrate my children's book for me. And I'm like, "Uh, sure, what's it about? And so we went through it and uh, we talked about it. And we made it happen, and it was like one of the a great accomplishment. And I'm actually about to do another one. That's that's amazing. Are you doing another one for him? Yes, and someone else as well. Someone, so you have two lined up, two. Yep. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about what the book is? I know it's about a uh, black father and his son, but tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about the story. So the story is basically it, it illustrates a father just going through his daily life with his son. If it's like riding a bike, it's uh, taking them to the library, cooking and eating dinner, 
Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, fishing with his son and just telling his son like different things like you can and will, you, you will be great someday. And that's basically how it is. It's just showing that your child can do whatever he puts his mind to. Mm-hmm. So so for me, I uh, I actually lost my father at a young age when I was I was seven years old and my father passed away. And I had a bunch of different role models because of that. Uh, and that's through the Boys and Girls Club. What would you say for people who lost their father at a young age? What would you say, like, how, how can the book like that help them? See, so mine was a little bit different. I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. And what, what age did you lose your mom? 17, right before I came back from Japan on a scholarship uh, my junior year. And I got, like, to see her one more time. And then she passed away right before my senior year. Wow. What, what was that like? It was eye-opening. It mm-hmm. gave me, like, a new look on life. It's like, oh, she's not here no more. My mother, I'm still seeing how my mom impacted my life. Like, everything, like you see, I got my job because my mom, she forced me into a program. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm seeing that my life is kind of just, like, how she raised me is basically what she made it. Like, she mm-hmm. helped make me. And, of course, that's what parents are meant to do. And when you have that absence, you realize that, from what you lost, you can only pick up and try to help yourself and take from what they learned mm-hmm. and just continue learning. And for those who have lost a father at a young age, it, it can be very difficult. Just like uh, losing someone is always difficult, but you can always take what they learned and just apply it to your life and think about what they will expect from you and use that as a drive. Don't always think of it as a negative. Mm-hmm. Just think that, know that that person would always want the best for you. And continue looking for the best in yourself. Okay, that's that's awesome, honestly. What has been the biggest obstacle in your adult life? <sighs> Trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It was like coming into adulthood, it took me a while. Because I feel like I, I had to experience adulthood earlier. It was like almost like right after my mom passed. It was like, boom. My dad, my dad really couldn't do too much because he got hit by a tractor trailer. Wow. And, like, he had already went through surgery. Like, I'd already seen my father go from, like, from, like, okay, I'm moving and then, like, back down. It's like because he had a surgery and they put the pins in place in his back and he was recovering. And he was actually able to start getting to, like, a light jog. And then the tractor trailer took all that away from him again. And so he's finally getting back to where he is. So I basically had to fend for myself. And being the stubborn person, you know how, like, being a man, you don't want to ask for help. The underlying thing, it feels like uh, you're afraid of hearing no and feeling like they're they're not going to want to help you, too. So it's like, oh, I have to go get it for myself, go get it for myself. And then eventually I have mentors, like you said. I have mentors as well. And then uh, once I found what I wanted to do, it made it so it wasn't so afraid to ask. It's like I have a reason to ask because this Mm -hmm. is what I wanted to do, Uh, filmmaking and directing. Was once I found that, it just made life a whole lot easier for me. It's like that barrier has been gone. Like, I know my purpose. I know where I want to go. I know the route I want to take. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit more on how you film and direct? I'm a natural storyteller. Mm-hmm. So I can see what I what's in my head and put it into words. And then I can add music to it. And then just taking those things, I'm able to storyboard it and figure out what I want. And I can tell people what I want. Okay, so is there a channel people could go to to check out your work? Yes, I have a YouTube channel called Mihar Visions. It's M E E H A R 
Visions, yes, it's my name spelled backwards. My mom came up with it. I'm telling you, she like really impacted my life when I wanted to become a comic book artist when I was a kid. She said, Mihar Comics. And so I just stuck with that. And so that's where the name came from. So Mihar Visions on YouTube. Yep. That's awesome. My my name backward is uh, Nivik Reklatz. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's always been fun for me. H- how do you bounce back from failure? Figure out what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. That's like the immediate thing is like, okay, I messed up. What did I do so I make sure I don't do that again? Just learning from your mistakes. I feel like as humans, like we're made to learn from our mistakes. And if mm-hmm. you keep making them again, what's the, what's the purpose of being human? So do you embrace failure? Yes. You have to embrace failure because we're going to mess up eventually. It's only mm-hmm. a matter of time. And so all you can do is just learn from your mistakes and pick up where you left off. Love that. I do. What encourages you to keep creating? To inspire people. The reason why I started creating was because... My nephew, he's older than me. Yeah, uh, he could draw. He could draw his butt off, mm-hmm. and he would draw stuff with me. He uh, draw stuff for me. He would draw Goku, Mario, and just like give me a whole bunch of drawings. So oh, this is cool. And so I started drawing ever since. And uh, I just wanted to my work to inspire others the way uh, uh, everything that I watched and had inspired me and impacted mm-hmm. me. That's that's awesome. Honestly, I love creating things too. You know, it, it it's really cool to create something. And put it out there for the world to judge you. Because regardless of creating something or not creating something, you're going to be judged anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not put something out there that's authentic to you? Yeah, it's out there for the world to judge, but nobody really can judge it because only the creator can understand it fully. Oh, I like that. What was it like when you were bullied? It was like my my bully was like very... It was weird. Like, I didn't get physically bullied or anything because I was, like, bigger than everybody. Mm -hmm. And it was like whenever I would step up, they would, like, step down. You know how people just flame you? Like, Mm -hmm. I would get flamed. Like, oh, like, look at your shoes. Like, uh, your mom's driving this car. Ripped on because I was poor, basically. It was my circumstance, and I had to grow from it. Mm -hmm. I I, I lost the question. Reel it in. Reel it in. (laughs) We need anime here to help us reel it in. (laughs) (laughs) Name a time in your life that something happened and you cannot explain it. Mm. That makes sense because you can't explain it. What's it like to be lonely? It's very eye-opening. Being lonely, you realize that a lot of people don't like to be alone. It's because we have phones and stuff. Like We're, we're connected with everybody mm-hmm. at one point in time. It's just like if you want to reach out to that person or not. It's like we have instant gratification with communication now. Just like I'm happy that I can be alone because a mm-hmm. lot of people can't like, oh, I just need to be around somebody. They'll make a post on Facebook. I'm bored. Like somebody hit me up just looking for attention. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't need that attention. So it's like I'm comfortable uh, in my space by myself. You learn a lot when you're by yourself. The iPhone was released in 2007. I believe that was the start of a ever-disconnected world and a connected society. Mm-hmm. Many people can agree or disagree with me. What do you think about that? I definitely agree. It's because uh, we're all, like I said before, we're always we're connected with everybody. It's like if you go to a movie theater or something, no, dinner, and then people just on their phone, like a family dinner, like they're so connected. They're, they're there, but mm-hmm. they're disconnected from each other. They're Phones kingdom. off, friends on. Yes, I love that. That should be like a sign. That should be like a shirt or something. Yeah, it should no, be. No, get a phone case for it. There mm-hmm. we go. What would you say rawness of reality is to you? We can only affect what's in our own reality, and we have the power to shape our reality. And so our rawness affects our own reality. And so like our rawness as our individual individuals will help shape our reality, and we can make it to whatever we want. 
be yourself. Always be true to yourself because nobody can be you, just you. And then all the problems that you've come across, they're all meant for you. You know, you can solve them. Big thank you to Raheem Perry for sitting in with us today. Uh, check out his YouTube channel at Mihar Visions. That's M-E-E-H-A-R Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. Or you can also check out some of his work on Amazon. Look up I Can and I Will. Thank you, and that's a wrap. Whoa, not a wrap yet. If you enjoyed listening to our channel, please subscribe. Our episodes can only get better from here. And another big thank you to Mike Campus, production manager, and Joe Cal on The Beats. And remember, stay raw with reality.